0: Hello, Fusion. My name is Alex Fuse, the host of Fusion News, and we have another great show for you. The first show of 2019, to be exact, Pete McCarthy with WFAN and SNY. Pete, busy time of year Baseball season, spring training less than six weeks away, still no Manny Machado, still no Bryce Harper sign anywhere yet. There's a lot of major questions with those two players, of course, and that's going to be my first question for you. The Mets, well, they got Robinson Cano from the Seattle Mariners, and they've been rumored to trade away some possible big starters in the rotation. Nothing confirmed yet. We'll see what happens before spring training rolls around. But my first question has to be, all right, let's look at Bryce Harper quickly. Where do you think Bryce Harper is going to end up?
1: Yeah, that's the hundred something million dollar question (laughs) right now uh, with both Harper and Machado sitting out there. And what's amazing to me is, you know, teams have made excuses to not go big on free agents in recent years because, oh, the, the back end of the contracts and, you know, players don't age as well as maybe they did 10, 20 years ago when performance enhancers were part of the game. But these are. Two players, 26 years old, they're on Hall of Fame paths. If you give them a 10-year contract, you have them through age 35, 36, when they should still be solid Major League players at the very least. So uh, I am stunned that there aren't more teams jumping in on these two players. And and they're not perfect players. We've heard all the knocks on Machado with the lack of hustle and – Ah, uh, some of the issues that he had, you know, in Los Angeles in the postseason, some dirty plays over the course of his career. You know, Bryce Harper, at some points you could point to a lack of hustle, certainly down the stretch this past year when the Nationals were out of it, uh, and and just his personality and how he would fit different places. But you know, look at what these guys have done in their careers. Look at the talent that they have. Look at the fact that Manny Machado can play an up the middle position for you and hit 30 plus home runs, and they still have their prime coming up. So I've actually been disappointed that there haven't been more teams involved here. We know for Machado, it's strictly the White Sox, Phillies, and the Yankees as of now. And then Harper's market, really, even with the reports, it's a little unclear what that might look like. It might be the same teams maybe you could throw in the Dodgers. At the end of the day, I think you see Machado end up with the Yankees and Harper ends up in Philadelphia. And I think Harper would be a great fit in Philly. I think he fits that town and uh, he would make the Phillies extremely dangerous in the National League.
0: Well, Pete, you bring up the great point about them being in their prime. It's not like these guys are you know, 32 years old and are asking for a 10-year deal, you know, $400 million. This is their prime, and uh, I feel, okay, maybe Bryce Harper ends up either Chicago, the White Sox, the Phillies, sure, but I'm still, I've said this for many months now, I think the perfect place would be Tampa Bay. But I feel um, the Tampa Bay Rays aren't going to spend the money and they aren't really in the talks, but they should be. But I think worse comes to worse, I think Bryce Harper ends up back with the Nationals. What are your thoughts on that?
1: That's certainly a possibility. And their owner, Ted Lerner, he said in a radio interview last month that they made their offer and they didn't expect them to come back. But uh, recently the reports have been that the Nationals are willing to buck up more than the $300 million offer they had uh, a few months back, at the end of the regular season, that Harper apparently turned down. So you could certainly see the Nationals getting back into it. Well, one thing about the Nats, they spend, and they're looking to win now. They haven't won a playoff series yet. Uh, you have an owner that you know is getting up there in years. He wants to see the team win. And you know, I remember seeing it with the uh, the Illich's in Detroit, where you have an owner who just wants to see the team win. Uh, You know, you you can't bring the the money with you into the afterlife. So if that's what's going to make you happy in your later years, you spend for it. If you take a loss on the team, you know, year to year, so be it. And I, I think the Nationals, maybe they're starting to get into that situation. And they also, you know, deferred a lot of money over the years to some of the big contracts that they've given out. So I don't think it would be surprising at all to see Harper end up back in Washington. But what has surprised me, again, is just, The lack of a team saying, Hey, we gotta have Bryce Harper, we gotta have Manny Machado and leading the charge here, it is it's stunning to me. You have two potential Hall of Famers with their prime years coming up, and they're still free agents as we're a little more than a month away from pitchers and catchers.
0: Do you think, Pete, that the MLB needs a deadline? For multi-year deals, maybe the trade deadline, or not the trade, the winter meetings, maybe that can be that time where teams you know, have some kind of deadline to where, okay, multi-year deals are done here, no more after that, so you have to sign Bryce Harper and the Manny Machados by this date.
1: They don't need anything like that. I think that it would just be about entertainment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because the conversation around baseball has essentially been the same for two and a half months. Look at the NFL. I actually think the NFL free agency goes too fast because everybody signs within a 24-48 hour period. You can miss a a lot of big moves Mm -hmm. there. But you have you know big time action in an area there. NBA usually about two weeks it, it takes for it all to to play out, and then you still have other moves that happen after that. But the big moves you know occur in a, a relatively short time that I think the fans can get excited about and digest. And unfortunately for baseball, you know Patrick Corbin, you, you can't be breaking that down nationally or. Uh, weeks at a time and you know that's about a, as big a move as we've seen uh, mm-hmm. so far this offseason so you know everybody's waiting to see where Harper and Machado end up and then you know the interest will be there for the AJ Pollux and you know the other free agents that are available but I think you want to see more action in a smaller period of time and there's a fatigue to hearing about oh where could Bryce Harper end up where can Manny Machado end up when it's been the same kind of story, really, since the World Series ended uh, over two months ago.
0: Exactly. I can't say any more perfect than that. It's just the same storylines. Okay, where's Bryce Harper going to go? Where's Manny Machado going to go? New York, you know, White Sox, where? And then by the time they sign, you're like, okay, well, I hope I don't have to hear their names. And so, you know, you know, my favorite team has to play them. Uh, but we'll switch gears now and talk Robinson Cano. Uh, It was a big trade for the New York Mets. I said, uh, well, the the Mets finally got their second baseman five years too late. What was your reaction when you heard the news that the Mets got Robinson Cano from the Mariners?
1: Well, it's not just Cano. They got Edwin Diaz, the outstanding closer as well. He's as good as anybody at closing out games in baseball last year. Uh, So what it tells me is the Mets are all about right now. Uh, They have been stuck in the middle for the last two years, and in fact, below the middle, losing seasons. And I think that was the danger that they looked at going forward. You don't want to be one of those teams that's, you know, playing around in that 75 to 85 win area. You're not going to make the playoffs uh, and you're not building anything to try to, you know, create that next winning team. So I think the Mets had to pick a direction this offseason. It was either, and you could trade DeGrom, Gram, cinder guard, break it down, and try to rebuild this thing up. Maybe not that far in the future, two years down the line. Or, hey, go all in. And they are going all in as far as dealing prospects. They haven't really done it from a payroll point of view yet. But that's what the Cano deal told me, is that the Mets are looking at this as they have a two- to three-year window. Uh, you figure that's as long as Robinson Cano, at 36 years old now, is truly going to be an effective player. So that's your window. That's what you're looking to do. Win these next two or three years. It's why they included a Jared Kelnick, their first round pick this past year, as part of that trade with the Seattle Mariners. They could explain some of the moves they made this weekend as well, and and that's their focus to try to get out of that middle area and become a true division contender in an NL East that, as of now, is open, but that could change depending on where Machado and Harper end up. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, if you're the Mets and Bryce Harper signs back with the Nationals, it's a complete different conversation within that division. So if you were the Mets general manager for one day, what would you do?
1: Well, if it's today, uh, I think they still need to go out and get a left-handed reliever, but they also need a bat. And, And that's where I wonder... Uh, if they're going to be able to to pull that off. You know, they traded for Keon Broxton this weekend. He hit 20 home runs two years ago, got lost in the shuffle in Milwaukee last year, spent most of it down in the minor leagues, but you can't be depending on him to be an everyday player. You can't depend on Juan Ligares to be an everyday player, in my opinion. And Ligares has just been too banged up over the years and has never come around as an offensive player, though he's shown glimpses. So, To me, I'd like to see the Mets add another key bat to that outfield. Now, I don't think it has to be a center fielder with Broxton and Ligaris in the mix, but maybe it's an Adam Jones. Just another piece that could hit somewhere between two and six in this lineup. And I think offensively, they'll be in a pretty good place if they could pull that off and uh, you could start to squint and see them, you know, right there in the mix with the Nationals, Phillies, and Braves in the division.
0: Mm -hmm. Pete. We'll switch gears now and talk about the career of sports broadcasting, something you and I have a passion for. And I have to ask you, what has been some of the best advice you have received regarding this career of sports broadcasting yourself?
1: My best advice? Um, I've received a lot of good advice over the years. I just know, you know, two things are key. Uh, You gotta, you gotta get reps you got to do it as much as possible. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be on air if you're just talking sports to your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets, you know, the blood flowing and, and gets you thinking along the, that that path. Uh, but yeah, you, you need to get in and find opportunities however you can, whether it's starting a podcast or whatever, it doesn't matter who's listening. It's just the act of doing it. That's important. And, you know, the second part is just making sure you're always prepared. Uh, and, you know, that's uh, sometimes easier said than done, but, You know, that's the backbone of everything. Just like, you know, I can tell you you've prepared for this interview and and you have an idea of how you want it to go. You have to be able to do that with everything, whether you're doing play by play for a game or a three hour talk show. Uh, You better know where you're going to go next and be able to set those things up. So, um, you know, just two two of the real basics of, of what it's all about.
0: Well, Pete, to wrap up this interview, this is one of my favorite questions to like to ask someone that has a passion for baseball and loves baseball. And I've asked this to a couple of people in the business or uh, they were in the business. Uh, If someone came up, if a 15-year-old kid came up to you and said that they don't get baseball and it's boring, what would you say to them?
1: (laughs) Um, You know, it's interesting because, you know, some of it is probably generational, right? Like I grew up, uh, you know where baseball was the entertainment that was what was on tv it wasn't distracted by phones they didn't have you know candy crush uh, available at a moment's notice so you know to me baseball just always clicked i don't think that there is you know some deep secret to how to enjoy baseball or how to enjoy sports uh yeah there's a lot of thinking in it but uh, it's probably not for everybody when 15 year old told me they hated baseball Probably said, well, what sport do you like? And kind of go from there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, uh, different strokes for different folks. If, uh, you know, someone doesn't like the game, doesn't get the game, so be
0: it. I definitely agree. And it's funny because uh, you're over at the fan now, and I'll tell you a quick story. I was grounded for two weeks in the seventh grade, and I couldn't watch any TV. So I turned on the radio, and I started listening to John Sterling, the voice of the Yankees, and ever since then, I fell in love with uh, baseball and I've been listening to John ever since then. So uh, I, I always have high uh, hopes for people getting involved in baseball. It's a great sport as well. I love yeah. it. And uh, it, it was, once again, thanks again for coming on today. I greatly appreciate it. And where can the Fuse Nation follow you on social media and follow along with you throughout the baseball season?
1: I appreciate all that, Alex,
0: and thanks so much for having me on. You did a great job. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Pete. I greatly appreciate it. All right, Fusion. Just heard it from Pete McCarthy with WFAN and SNY. Thank you again, Fusion, for listening. And happy 2019, happy new year. We have some very big interviews coming up. For you on this channel very soon, I'm excited to announce the alexfuse.com website. So be sure to go to alexfuse.com for all your latest updates here on this channel. And I will be announcing very more interviews coming up very soon. Thanks again for listening, and I will be seeing you very soon. Thanks for watching.